there's so much that can change and shift and it seems so big. But in reality, when we take that and we break it down into the three, four steps can change your life and 90% of that is mindset, it can become so much easier to shift. Hello and welcome, my lovelies, to the podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Butcher. Here at The D Word, I share my life experiences and how I found joy and purpose in my life. As we move through our first season of the podcast, I aim to awaken, illuminate, and transform our lives together. Thank you for joining us today. This is The D Word. Hello and welcome, lovelies, to the podcast. This is episode 15, and we are talking about coming into alignment with your purpose. So as you guys know, over the last couple of weeks, we've been diving deep into this transformational phase that many are experiencing right now, and many of you have wanted me to continue the discussion, talk more about, because it seems to be what everybody wants to do. And certainly as we're coming into the end of our year of 2019 and starting 2020, year 2020, as we always do, we start out with our yearly projection of what you want to achieve in the year, uh, your your resolutions, right? And really, if you're more of the esoteric or you're more involved with the energy of the universe and all of that, you know that 2020 is a year of great vision of purpose. And this is going to last a full decade. And so many of us have been shifting and doing all of this spiritual development, interior work. We are looking at our life purpose. We're questioning things, you know, and I think we often will do that, you know, when we're 16, 17, we kind of want to evaluate our life, what we want to achieve, what our goals are. Then we kind of think about that again in our mid twenties. But then for some reason, so many people will get into their 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond and say, well, I made that choice in my 20s. Now I have to stick with it. We don't have to do that. We're always consistently evolving and we're consistently evaluating where we are in our lives and is where we are, where we want to be. And if not, change it, right? And so we're giving you the tools that you need to be able to come to those conclusions work that thought process out in within yourself and you know and our goals have just shifted right because maybe in our early 20s we didn't have kids yet or we weren't married yet or didn't have a home with extra responsibilities so now we can reevaluate it's kind of like what you would do with your business right like every year you'd sit down rewrite a business plan take a look at your goals did you meet last year's goals where do you want to be in now future projection and so We need to do that for ourselves too. You know, are we in peak physical performance of where you want to be? Do you have any health issues, mental health, spiritual health, physical health that you want to improve? Is there anything you want to improve in your work life, your relationships, your personal self? And we can work through those things. So we're going to take a look at that life and kind of come up with that overall projection of what's that picturesque life that you want to achieve? going to be like and then we're going to help you reverse engineer that and say how do we get there and this is something that I've been doing consistently throughout my even since I was 16 17 
even though I wasn't making necessarily at the time the best choices or I didn't really know how to come into a more positive space because I was making decisions to better myself. You know, I was always getting a better job, working harder, achieving big goals as far as workplace went. But I, and then I started my business and that kind of thing. So I've, I've always been in a position to where I can evolve and I've always pushed myself to do that. But in the personal life and then my spiritual health then was something that was quite deteriorated until, you know, and you've heard in previous podcasts and until I turned about 30 was when I realized, okay, I've done the work thing. Now I've got to focus on my spiritual, mental and physical health. And so we don't often think about that shift as something, well, if we do that business plan for our businesses and we sit down and we do these evaluations for our employees or, you know, we're an employee and we've been evaluated every year. We work towards an evaluation. We set goals and projections, right? And expectations of ourselves and our teams and those around us. So we need to do that for ourselves too, right? And we often don't think about that. It's just like, oh, well, you know, I want to eat healthy and I'll eat healthy. I'll pick up a diet plan. I'll, you know, maybe manifest more. I will be more in gratitude. And those things are important, but it's not necessarily sustaining if you don't have all the tools and use them together, right? It's just like saying if we want to grow our businesses um, or grow in the workplace, it's like, well, I'm going to grow in the workplace. I'm going to have that affirmation. But if you're not finding your leads, writing your sales copy and doing all those things and creating a product or a service and evolving that product and service, you're not going to achieve that goal of where you want to be. So same thing with our personal lives. We can simply say, well, I want to be happy, but then what are we going to do to get there? Right. And, you know, you've heard me say many times before, you know, that we have to help ourselves because nobody else is going to do that for you. You know, not even God. God's not going to help you. God doesn't help those who don't help themselves. So what is it that we can do? And so over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about that box in the attic, right? That the all that clutter, all the memories, all the traumas, the triggers, all those things that are held in our, our mindset, in our spiritual body, our spiritual field, our energy, and how we need to work through those things. But we're going to shift that a little bit because I also want you to see how we can use the same theory, the same outline, and why it's important to always retrieve that box in the attic. Because not everyone has had traumas. Maybe you've had a great childhood and you have this energy of like, well, Dee, you know, I don't, I'm not where I want to be, but I feel bad for asking for help because I don't need the help like the others seem to, you know, I didn't go through these traumas. I don't have these triggers. But this is all about us coming into our alignment and finding our purpose. So, and even two traumas aren't created the same, right? So, you know, whether it's been losing your job versus losing a parent or divorcing or not being able to have children or maybe physical trauma from your childhood or your past, or maybe something you're experiencing now with abusive relationships. Life doesn't have to be that kind of categorical low vibe for us to say, I need help and I want to improve. We can create low vibrational frequencies in our life by not being our authentic selves, by not being happy, not standing in our truth, not taking an advancement for ourselves so we can evolve. That in itself is a negative um, energy and we want to know why we feel that way. 
there's always this sense of desire and it can be a lack of desire where you don't know what to do. Maybe you feel left behind. Maybe you feel like, well, I've invested in all this education. Now I'm stuck here. Um, maybe I got through this education and now I realize now that I have a child and a home and a, and a, you know, a spouse and all these responsibilities, my life focus has changed. I'm no longer passionate about what I was set out to do in my twenties. So how do we deal with that? And then we feel guilty about all the money, the time, the investment, you know, maybe we've had supportive spouses and parents and family, and now we want to shift on them again. Like, these are all these things that create us questioning, stepping into our highest version of ourselves. So that's what we're going to work towards here today in this podcast. And certainly if you want to work with me one-on-one, these are the kinds of things we're working through and even taking it back to, and I'll be relating and talking about the box in the attic of that subconscious mind. So if you haven't listened to the last couple of weeks, take a peek in on that and, and see how we're really diving deep and taking you through those initial steps. Cause we're going to be doing something similar in this aspect. We're just changing the questions that we ask ourselves. So in this one, we're coming into our alignment. We're finding our higher purpose. So how do we do that? So we take that step and we're going to say, okay, let's focus on some questions. We're going to look at discovering purpose. What is it that you want? And we take into consideration our childhood influences and the conditioning that we had and our passions and our interests. So when we're thinking about that childhood influences, did you always want to be a vet because your family were farmers and, you know, maybe they really wanted you to be a vet? Were you becoming a doctor or a lawyer because that's what even some cultures believe that that's what you have to do as well? Do you not fit within your cultural projection? And then even looking at that from a different standpoint, culturally, are you saying, well, you know, my culture is often suppressed. We often don't come into these kinds of jobs and career sets. I don't think I'm capable of achieving those goals simply because of my culture or who I am or my background or maybe my family status and family name right? Sometimes we feel like, well, you know, maybe you're the first person in your family to graduate high school. Maybe you're the first one to go to college. Maybe you're the first one to run their own business. So there's a lot of, you know, and even if we don't really think about it, there can still be a set of limiting beliefs within that, that we may carry because of our upbringing. And it doesn't mean that it was negative or bad. That was the family's personal experience. And that personal experience with working hard and being diligent and maybe there was some struggle or maybe they ran their own business and everything was great and money was great. And so they kind of expect you to take over the family business, (laughs) do something similar or be as driven and purposeful as they were. You know, maybe their job was to serve and create this magnificent space for clients to come into and they've done so many beautiful things and you know they've done beautiful things to help humanity. Maybe they've also started a beautiful restaurant and sharing their family cuisine and it's a family business and that's what they've branded themselves on. But you're like, man, I, I know I see this is a great thing, but this isn't for me. So how do we step out of that and say, well, that's for you, but it's not for me, right? Maybe you're also doing things, we're going to talk about this again in a moment, but maybe you're doing things that based on your childhood influences and conditioning that aren't a part of your belief system, right? Um, So we're going to take a look at things like that. And like I say, and how we answer those kinds of questions, 
we access that box in the attic of the subconscious mind. So what that is, is that box that we kind of put up there (laughs) in our mind that we want to forget about a little bit because we've moved on. We're no longer listening to, you know, the negative energy or we're no longer fearful anymore. So we're thinking we're putting ourselves there, but so we're thinking we're putting all of our stuff away. But in reality, we hold on to that and it collects dust up there, right? It collects dust in that attic and it does have an imprint on our physical being, on our spiritual being, that mental connection of who you are and what you want to achieve. And so we're going back and we're examining that box in the attic and asking the kinds of questions like, what did you always want to do as a child? You know, when you were asked, you know, what did you want to do when you were a kid? And we hear all kinds of things. And sometimes it's childhood wonder that we want to do that. Sometimes we say, well, I'm going to be a doctor or a lawyer because that's what society thinks is the best profession or, you know, so why were we answer, how did we answer, I guess I should say, how did we answer those questions and why did we answer them in that way? Was it because, you know, we wanted to be, say we wanted to be a vet because we loved animals. We were always compassionate and connected with animals. Maybe you were, you know, maybe you always volunteered at the vet clinic or at the animal shelter and you had a heart for animals and you know so that can be part of your upbringing that then breeds this idea that this is what you're passionate about and then you can lean into that because sometimes we lean into that as a kid and we really want to do that but then we go through schooling and we go through all these things and it's like well you know maybe I can't afford college to do that passion maybe I can't move across the country or out of province to access the education that I need. So there's sometimes there's barriers in place and obstacles put in our place when we're younger that maybe prevent us from going there. We need to remember, well, what was it that we wanted to do? And it kind of just opens your mind up saying, okay, well, maybe I don't know what I want right now. And maybe I don't know where I'm going to be, but at least I know where I was, right? I want to go back to thinking about what it felt like to open up that college book, that catalog of all the courses that they offered? Do you even remember which ones you circled as interests, what you were really passionate about? Did you select what you were really passionate about or did you settle for something else? Or did you even say, well, I kind of want to try a little bit of everything. I I want to learn a lot. I don't really know where I want to be full time and in the, you know, after school. So I'm going to try a couple of things and see if I like it. And so, you know, did you really discover what you were passionate about? Did it lead you to your destination, your masters, whatever you want, you know, to achieve? Did did it lead you and point you in the direction of passion? And, you know, did you finish school? If not, why? You know, what were some of the things that were put in place at the time that, you know, it could be choices, it could be outside exterior influences, it can be a number of things. We're not in this phase, we're not really posting blame or or anything like that, but we want to assess, well, what was it that we wanted to do and why didn't we do it? Or if we did and it's no longer passionate, why is it no longer passionate? Sometimes it needs to be this reminder of like, well, why did I want that so badly? And getting re-in-touch and reigniting that passion, reigniting that flame, Right. We want to reignite and remember our why. And sometimes that's enough for us to step back in and evolve more, right? Because maybe it's been a few years since we've been out of school or a little while since we've taken any new additional courses to advance our career paths or 
um, you know, grow our businesses or whatever this is. So take a look at your why. Why did you do that initially? If you're, you know, even if you've started your own business or you've written this contract for yourself before, you've written a business plan. If you're not happy with your business or happy with where you are right now, why is that? Go back to how it felt when you started. Find, remember what your why was and see if you can reignite that passion or if it simply shifted altogether, right? So we're going to look at those things and we're again, assessing those influences, the discouragements. Maybe you tried, you worked really hard and you were discouraged by people around you and your environment or there blockages like family, dissatisfaction, all of these things. Maybe something occurred to you, uh, occurred like in your life physically during that time of discovery of college. Maybe you had an incident or an accident or a trauma that happened when you were that age. You know, um, sometimes it's, you know, a family member getting sick at that time or losing a grandparent or, you know, things like that can have a shift our perspectives at the time, taking us off path for a moment. And sometimes that moment turns into a decade and we never really pick up where we left off. So we want to look at why that is. You know, was there a pressure for grades or achievement in your childhood? Did you ever have this feeling that you weren't good enough or that you knew you were good enough, but it just, you weren't really challenged either, right? Because we can also, we also see that in high achievers where nothing's ever good enough despite them always being the best, <laughs> right? So where did that kind of conditioning come from? So we're going to look at those things, assessing all of that so we can kind of put ourselves back into alignment and pivot and say, look, where did we start? What was our why? Where were we headed and why did we shift? Because we'll do this all the time. You know, we'll do this multiple times throughout our lifetime. So what you wanted when you were 16, 17, 18, when you were preparing for the idea of, of post-education is going to be very different than what you're thinking about and where you want to be and how you feel in your 30s and 40s, right? So we're always evolving and shifting. And I think when we don't do that, when we don't assess our life, we don't ask those questions, we don't strive to reach our highest potentials because we can get so lost in that with being a parent, being a spouse, having a job that you work at, you know, 60 hours a week, you're losing your passion and your why because you don't have the time or you're not making the time to choose to better yourself, right? We get lost in the mundane. We get lost in the responsibilities. And we think that we can't change because we have these responsibilities. But when in fact, if we don't make this shift, if we don't step into our higher self, if we don't challenge ourselves and evolve and grow, one, we get left behind by society oftentimes, right? If we're not growing and evolving and paying attention to what the new trends are and continuing to be in touch with people and humanity and growth and, and evolving in our own higher self's potential, right? Doing what we set out to do in this world. We get left behind in that. And then it's harder and harder to catch up, it seems, right? Because I can tell you it's really not as hard as it seems. <laughs> and this is the whole point of the exercises and what I'm going to take you through and why I want to do this kind of work. Because we tend to get stuck in that aspect because it almost seems so insurmountable to be able to dig yourself out of that pit of despair, right? Because it's like, well, it's been so long since I've been educated. I'll never find something that's I'm qualified for. Or I've been a stay-at-home mom for so long and I've, I've been there 
been a stay-at-home mom for so long, I don't know if I can integrate back into the workplace. So, you know, there's so many things as to what our whys are and the things that we think are limitations, even if we truly think that, well, yeah, like right now it's really hard to find people to hire. Right now it's really hard to find that passion. But what if I told you maybe it's not about finding the job, maybe it's about creating it yourself, right? Maybe you're going to start an online business or you're going to go do something for yourself or you're going to find people, find your tribe. Where are they working? How are they living? What are they achieving? You know, and I've I've always done myself is setting that pinpoint of who is your greatest inspiration? Who do you want to be like? You know, for me, a lot of my inspiration was in the business side because I had my my biggest goals were always about how I was going to serve the world and what I was going to do not necessarily academically, but what I was going to do with the world as far as my career set, where I wanted to be, what I wanted to achieve. So my last few years, as I've been shifting, every time I shift to come into the highest version of myself, I keep in mind the people, my role models, the people that I look up to. And I've done this again very recently. Like I, I reassessed. And this was actually part of a project of mine that I'm, um, I was asked to do by the business coaches that I've hired to help me take my business to the next level. And this is going to be something we could talk about here again in a little while as well as getting those tools that we need. So for me, I knew I needed to hire and invest in my business and invest in myself to get me to the next point because what I was doing wasn't working anymore. So I needed to seek that. So I put that in my place. I put that in my forefront, put that in my focus to be able to achieve that goal, to get what the help that I needed so that then I can go to the next level. So that in its own way came to me through divine timing, divine intervention, whatever you want to call it. It came when I needed it because I simply stated that I wanted it and asked for it. And so I put myself into alignment as though I already had what I needed. And when I did that, then they came. (laughs) So in all of that training, they're asking us initially because we just started December 1st. So They've asked us to go through and say, look, who are your role models? What do you want to achieve? We're creating, as I mentioned before, this business plan, this agreement that's going to help you get to your next step. And we talk about this a little bit more in step four. Um, But just to kind of give you that forefront of saying, look, if you're feeling like you're in despair in this first step, this is what we're leading up to. We're leading up to receiving the help. Looking up to, you know, as I said, the people that you are, um, want to emulate, what kinds of energy you want to give back to the world. And for me, my focus was people like Marie Forleo, Gary Vaynerchuk, like those kinds of people inspired a fuck out of me because they're present. They're doing what they love. They stand in their conviction. They're giving value to the world. And they're, you know, inspiring to not just me, but to others. And you can see the shift that they've created in the people that they've worked with, that it's unsurmountable. And when you think about, and even for yourself, put yourself in that kind of status as though you're standing there just like Marie Forleo or just like Gary Vaynerchuk or your version of them, right? Because you're not going to be them. You're going to be your version of you that plays amongst those players, right? You're creating your avatar for yourself. So where do you want to be? And so we're leaving all that shit behind and we're saying, look, this is how I want to feel. This is how I'm going to give back to the world. This is what I want to be. And when you can look at that vision and saying, I want to do this and it's important. This is what's important. We need to value ourselves 
and our higher self, our families, our children, our responsibilities. So all these things that we think are a reason for not moving forward because we have responsibilities, maybe money is tight right now, whatever your reasons are, it's important for us to step into ourselves because if we don't, we'll always seemingly be in lack. There could be resentment about not achieving the things that you've wanted to do or resentment about not trying the things you've wanted to try. But then you're also creating an environment of settling, never pushing harder or further than what you're capable of doing. And that really pushes onto our children, right? And we often will tell our children, it's like, look, you got to do well in school. You got to get the steps in place that you need to do to your homework. You know, you need to focus more, but then why are you not doing that for yourself? Why are we not getting the tools that we need? Why are we not, you know, making the time to read and to do things that we know are going to improve our lives? We tell that to our children that they must read half an hour every day, They've worked at school seven hours a day or however long they're there for. You know, they've, they've worked all day too. But we have this responsibility in knowing that that's going to improve their life, but we don't do it for ourselves. And so we need to step into that, you know, reading books, reading things that are going to improve your life. Simply reading just some sort of shit magazine is not going to improve your life. And in fact, reading those kinds of things, absorbing yourself into the news and the data that's on social media only brings your vibration down. So how are we going to change that? Changing our habits, changing the things that we need to change so that we can be that version of ourselves that plays with the Gary Vaynerchuks and, you know, whoever your, you know, your role model is for the life you want to live. Because bringing into your values and bringing in those dreams will improve the life of those around you. There's going to be some sacrifices that you'll need to make, be it financial, be it time, right? Your time is valuable. And it's going to take time for you to learn, go to night school, to absorb in yourself, meditate, whatever value you're giving yourself, whatever the steps that are necessary for you to to achieve your goals. And you need to come up with a plan and make the time to do that. And, you know, uh, if it's that you don't subscribe to cable anymore because you watch too much TV or you get rid of Netflix because it's deterring your focus or, you know, you turn off your cell phone or you tell your friends and your family, like, look, this is what I want to achieve. I want, you know, support in that and say, hey, you know, keep me on track. Keep my goals focused. You know, check in with me every couple of days or every week to see how I'm doing on that, reaching my goal. Hold me accountable when I'm not. You know, setting up yourself for success in those areas so that you don't fall back, Right. And if it's assessing the things and coming back to like eliminating your limiting beliefs and we're going to replace those with empowering things and, and, and anything that's limiting you like excuses, um, or people in your life, we're going to shift that focus. We're no longer going to pay attention to that. And we're coming into the things that are going to support you. We're going to rewrite your story. And this is part of that step two, is that a lot of those limiting beliefs, again, that box in the attic, where did these limiting beliefs come from? 
Why are we holding on to them and what can we do to change? So with that limiting belief, it can be things like, I'm too busy. I've got kids. I'm a stay-at-home mom. We don't have the affordability. I've already worked two full-time jobs. I, you know, whatever these things are that you're a feeling. And it's not to say that those aren't valid because I'm a mom. <laughs> I know what that's like. You know, I mean, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, and I do stay and work from home. I've got two businesses and I've got a rental property that I manage. And so I know what that feels like to have a lot on your plate. And many of you are going to have parents to take care of and, you know, um, maybe you have illnesses you're dealing with and, and, you know, and so there's always going to be things in our path because life's not perfect. There's always going to be a list of shit you're dealing with, but think to yourself, it's like, well, right now I'm drowning or right now, like there's a reason why you need help. There's a reason why you've hit your knees and said, look, this has got to change. This shit's got to change. And then last, you know, in this entirety of the podcast until now, we've talked about, you know, getting rid of the shit that doesn't serve you well, shifting your mindset, bringing in, you know, setting boundaries, stepping into yourself. What do you want? Like all of these things were working towards these kinds of levels of illumination and transformation, right? And so with that transformation, now we're getting to that point of like, no, it's time is now to no longer reward those limiting beliefs by living that story. And we're going to step into no longer answering to that negative voice that's either in your head or that's coming to you from other people. And we need to start eliminating those excuses. We need to shift. And as I said, you know, kind of, you know, already, you know, getting rid of the distractions, you know, um, you know, get, as I said, getting rid of Netflix, your TV programming, if you're watching too much TV, it might sound dramatic and drastic, but you know, um, those are things that I've done. You know, I've gotten rid of apps on my phone, you know, having, um, YouTube on my phone. I got rid of it for a while because I would start watching, you know, and do starting out doing something intentional. Like I would watch, you know, people would have podcasts. And so I would watch the YouTube version. And so I would watch them. Well, then I was doing that and then realizing then the next video that pops up, the next video that pops up. Right. And as focused as I am, because I can be very, very focused, um, and, and stick to those goals. And even then, you find out you've been working and listening to a podcast now for four hours straight. You haven't gotten up and I've been so absorbed in learning, 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 learning that you don't do, right? Because that's another part of it too. I said, you could spend your entire time reading, learning, buying courses after course, after course, after course, after course, after course, having all these certifications and then never doing anything with it. So what we want to achieve here is saying, no, we're going to focus. We're going to utilize the tools that we have and see where we can get from there. And, and so there's so much that can change and shift. And it seems so big. But in reality, when we take that and we break it down into the three, four steps can change your life. And 90% of that is mindset. 
it can become so much easier to shift. And I mean, and I can say like, you know, and you've heard from the podcast, our podcast has even shifted in the last few weeks, right? Like we're stepping into this new version, better version of ourselves that no longer allows those stories, no longer allows our past to trigger, to direct, to say where we're going to be in our future. So those are the things we're working on. So then what we do is we take you from those, uh, getting rid of those limiting beliefs. We're replacing them with empowering ones. Like I can do this. I see Gary Vaynerchuk doing it. He's giving us value every day. What if I took one thing he says and seeing how I can implement that into my business? How can I take what you know, Tony Robbins is saying about self-improvement and empowerment and mindset. Another one, like if, if part of your problem then is money, and this is how I got to where I am now, we started really absorbing ourselves into financial folks like um, Dave Ramsey, who outlines his plans, gives value. I didn't have to pay for that, but I had to absorb myself into the content to decide that I was going to learn about it, to decide that I was going to make a change and to decide that I was going to implement it into my life. And I mean, we paid off almost $80,000 worth of debt between mortgages and, you know, getting out of debt within a year. So, and we thought we didn't have the money before that. (laughs) And yet we allocated because it was important. Just like our time, our money, our resources. If it's important, you'll do it. So how do you do it? Well, you seek out people that have figured it out because they've been there. They can prove value in what they're delivering and they're going to move you forward through this easy. Well, it's not, it's not necessarily easy because it can be emotional. It can bring up the areas you need to focus on, right? Um, bring up things that really you'd rather not be told about yourself, but it's a direction, Right. So you're seeking folks like that, such as myself as well, right? Because I'm going to make you think hard. I'm going to make you move through these steps as well to reach that best version of yourself. And if we're guided in that way to pay attention to folks that are invested in us, that care about us, your tribe, your coach, your leader, um, your teachers, your family that is supportive and saying, Let's get you to where you want to be and we're not going to help you settle for less, right? You gave me this outcome, this outline, you know, we gave, you gave me your, your business plan. You gave me your plan of life of where you want to be. I'm going to hold you to it. And we need those people in our lives. As I say, whether it's your coach, your pastor, your teacher, your spouse, your whoever, to keep you in alignment to what your truest self wanted so we don't lose focus, then you'll be able to more easily achieve these goals. So when it seems tough, you're always going to have a team of people around you that are going to love you and support you and guide you. And if you feel like you don't have those people in your life right now, we can help you find them, right? And we can be those people for you. And that's the point of, of everything that I'm doing and wanting to achieve and everything with the D word, everything with this new direction we're focusing on is to bring people into alignment, bring them into the newest version of themselves, shifting, right? And improving. So we're doing that. 
We're looking at those limiting beliefs and we're changing that. Now we're coming into that plan. As I said, we're creating a cohesive structural plan to get you into a full alignment, right? So we're going to clarify your purpose and, and hold you to it. We're going to set reminders and structure in place to help you stay focused. Even when you're triggered, even when shit gets tough, even when you find out, you know, a family member or a loved one is sick, you're not going to lose your focus. You're still going to maintain your focus. And people, like I say, holding you accountable, but then holding yourself accountable for your own growth. You're going to set reminders. You're going to set, you know, that alarm on your phone that says, okay, from now until now, I'm going to meditate. Or from now until now, I'm going to read. From this point on and for the next hour and a half, I'm going to work. This is what I'm going to do. Maybe you're a writer and you're going to say, okay, I'm setting out space. I'm not going to book any clients. I'm going to shut my phone off. I'm not going to watch any TV on Wednesday. And sometimes it can be hard to kind of force that creativity. But say, you know, Wednesday, I'm going to sit. I'm going to put myself maybe in the coffee shop because I want to get out of my house because otherwise... You know, the dog's going to want outside 20 times and then you're going to hear the neighbors. Then you're going to want to talk to people and then you're going to pick up the remote and watch TV or you're going to go for a walk and not focus, right? You're going to do dishes. Your kid's going to call from school, like all these things, right? So you're going to remove yourself from your distractions as best as possible. And, you know, and in the summertime, I've taken, I've driven myself out to this beautiful little spot on the lake. Um, we live in Cold Lake in Northern Alberta and I go there with my notebook and I'll, sometimes I'll just sit in the truck as I, if, as I watch the waves come in and I watch the lake, sometimes I sit outside, sometimes I find a nice little rock and I sit there. And so that's part of my day that gives me part in part time to meditate, but I like those surroundings you know, so, and then integrating into my downtime. So say you like to go for walks or exercise. Well, put on a podcast. It's going to help you put on an ebook. That's going to help you or take a course that you can listen to audibly so that while you're driving to work or you're doing these things, you're creating the space. Because if we've got a full-time job and we've got kids that's your downtime. So you utilize it the best possible because we want to try in the beginning. We want to try and fit things in. So over your lunch hour at work, pop in your earbuds and you start listening to ebooks, podcasts, courses that are going to help you evolve. It's also a shift from your current task at work, right? So it's enough of a break from your job to focus on something that you love. And the more you can do things that you love to do, that's going to make the whole process seem a lot better. You're going to be happier in the workplace because you know that you're happier in your own space. You're happier doing what you love. You're more heart-centered. You need, um, you don't need to struggle anymore to focus at work. You don't go into work thinking you hate this place because this place also can provide you time to investigate what you want. Find out who you want to be. You know, take a look at the things and places around you. What kind of clients does your business work with? Who are the people that are utilizing their services? Have you worked your way up so much in that place yourself that you could start your own business? And we're not talking about taking clients from them, but we're saying you've learned enough about what you're doing, how to operate, 
Um, maybe you've reached the ceiling at where you're at work and you've worked your way up to the top and it's like, well, now I'm just making money for someone else. I could be doing this for myself. How do I do that? So then you're paying attention to the receptionist, what they're doing, how much work is involved in creating this kind of space. What are the expenses that are involved? How do they talk to their clients? What would you do differently? Right? Um, what do you like about how they perceive the world? Do they have a good image? Do they... Uh, represent themselves really well. Who's on their team? Who's helped them grow, right? And paying attention to those kinds of questions so that then you can integrate that for yourself and maybe start something yourself. There's, there's always ways. There's always going to be a way. And even simply saying you want it tells the universe, God, the creator, your higher self, to put things in your place so that you can achieve that change, so that you can achieve the things that you want. So when we're implementing your plan, we're taking everything that we've worked you through and we're going to say, okay, we're going to research, as I just said, we're going to reach out and find other people, our tribe. We're going to create a group of like-minded people so that I don't lose track and focus. We're going to create structure around people and the situations that no longer serve us because sometimes we can't just get rid of them. We just have to learn how to set boundaries. We need to say, okay, this is going to be my time with you. I'll meet up with you on Friday or maybe coffee on Monday, but I have to focus. Involve them in your process, right? So they can hold you accountable. And, you know, healing through your past is important. Stepping into your highest version of yourself is important, right? And so there's so many things that this is really, these steps are just mindset. We haven't told you to spend money and invest in yourself yet. This is just focusing on your mindset and saying, if you don't like something in your life, whether it's your health your spiritual connection, your faith, your relationships, your workplace, your relationship with your children, whatever this is that isn't serving you well, because again, it doesn't have to be traumatic. Whatever is not serving you well, we can change that simply by saying we want to. Everything's a choice. And we talk about this a lot in these podcasts. And we certainly talk a lot about this and how we're going to help you to evolve, right? Because then as we always say, that's how we want to awaken, illuminate and transform our lives here on the D word. And that's, this is how we do that, right? Because we've done a lot of talking about, you know, how, what we're experiencing when we're shifting. We've talked a lot about how we're feeling, where we've come from, what kinds of things we've experienced and then helping you, you know, set those boundaries and move through it. Like I've said, but now we're getting to really that nitty gritty of now it's time to change. And this is how we're going to do it. And so, you know, reach out to me as well. Because I'm going to ask you a big question here in a moment um, that's going to help you shift into alignment. So if you are interested in, in learning more about yourself and coming into your alignment, please reach out to us at um, or on Instagram at the D Word Productions. We are on Facebook at the D Word and productions. And then we also have the community, the D word community. You can reach out to us there and become a member, ask to join. It's free for everyone. 
You can reach um, reach out at, and this is important as well, because if you want to find out when our workshops are, because I'm going to be holding some free workshops that are going to discuss this exact thing, how we're going to do it, giving you some workbooks and tools that you can utilize to get you started. And so those um, will be rolling out very shortly. I am working with my coaches to help me integrate this in a way that's going to be most effective for you guys. And right now we're kind of data testing. So reach out to us because we are looking forward to seeing what kinds of things you guys need to achieve, what kinds of trigger points are happening for you in your life right now. And I can tailor these programs around those kinds of situations. So reach out to us there at the dwordproductions.ca and then hit join our email list. Reach out to us that way and we'll get started on this transformation. And the big question that I have for you guys is that if you don't come into alignment and put in the effort, where will you be in six months from now? What will your life like be one year from now? Will you be happy five years from now if you don't evolve and change and come into, come into your alignment? When you're looking back on your life 10 years from now, are you happy? Did you achieve your goals? If not, reach out to me today and I can help you through our new programs and services. So thank you guys so much for joining me today. Think about that question. Pop it in the comments on our platforms. Engage with us. Tell me where you're at in your life and what you want to focus on. What are your dreams? What would give you that best version of your life possible? And we're going to work together to achieve that. So thank you guys so much for joining me here today on The D Word. We'll see you again next week.